everybody, and welcome back to the Loose Change Podcast, Hockey Edition, where we have Kai, Stuart, Braden, and Ty back here talking about the Pacific Division. We're previewing it all here on this week's episode. We're starting with the winners of last year's division, Mm -hmm. which is crazy different now. Calgary won the division, and they have a very different team. Stuart, how are you feeling about the move from roster to roster. Do you think this team is better and poised to win a division again? Um, I, with the situation that, with the situation that they were in, it's pretty impressive how they came out of it and could be possibly a better team than they were last year. Like it's pretty wild. They got to add a top pairing defenseman in Mackenzie Weger. Um, Huberto re- replaces Goudreau pretty well for me. Like in my eyes, they're pretty similar players. I would rather have Goudreau, but they're pretty similar. And then you lose Kachuk, which is going to hurt, but then you replace them, like, sort of, with adding Kadri to your team, who kind of plays with that edge as well. I-, I don't know. I really like Calgary. They're my team to finish top of the Pacific Division. They could have the best, like, they might have the best goalie in the division, too. You know, maybe, like, Camp Campbell or maybe Demko, one of those three, but he's definitely top three. So I don't know what you guys think, but I definitely think that they're they're my winners for sure. Yeah, I mean, he's, yeah. they've got the stats, right? Kai, did you think that um, Huberdeau for Gaudreau is going to be that seamless transition like Stuart's suggesting? Do you think that's going to work out just fine? I think so. I think overall, you know, I was going to say, I think, you know, Calgary won the division last year, and I think that they won the offseason as well. They did, um, eh? Yeah. Based ah! off of, well, I mean, you look at, what, yeah, you look at where enough. they were. Yeah, you look at where they were. It's all circumstantial, right? Calgary um, is in a position where, you know, Huberto is going to get that top line minutes. He's going to get power play one. I don't think he's as good defensively as Goudreau, and the stats back that up. Um, but when you take into account the rest of the moves that the team made, I think that it'll be a pretty seamless transition for him. I mean, if you look at the two players, Johnny Goudreau last year, forty goals. 115 points. Huberto, 30 goals, 115 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, seems like it's a seamless transition to me. I like what you said, though, Stuart. I would prefer Goudreau, but they got Uyghur in the deal. They added Kadri. That's a win. Maybe it's not the best, Braden, the best offseason. There's other teams up there like Ottawa, but we're in the Pacific right now. They definitely got better, in my opinion, still, which is impressive, losing Kachuk and Gaudreau. And I still think they truly did get better. What do you think? Do you agree? I think they got better, but a seamless transition. From Huberto to Gaudreau, as far as playmakers go in the scheme. Is I, I think I, I got a guy like Jonathan Huberto, elite player. Yeah, absolutely. Going from getting, getting the pass to Sasha Barkov. He's got that other bum in the middle, fucking Lindholm. You guys know how I feel about that. I forgot I you care. hate him. I don't care what you think about Elias Lindholm, Elias Lindholm, whatever stick, you want to call him. He's doing. No, no, really. You're going to tell me that it's a seamless transition going from Sasha Barkov as your centerman to uh, a known elite centerman, Elias Lindholm? Wasn't he not playing with Barkov that much, though, in yeah, Florida no, this you're season? Right. Like, and Braden, he wasn't playing with Barkov before the season, and Huberdo is literally a playmaker who's playing with and a top line center. We're not going to get to the Lindholm again, the Lindholm uh, situation again. He is a good player. We're not doing Never mind. Sorry, podcast. I'll put it a different way. You got Sasha Barkov soaking up all the top uh, or the tough minutes against elite competition, opening you up for uh, the bottom or at least the uh, more bottom of the lineup line matchups. Not going to get that now. So 
I don't know. I like don't get me wrong. Cooper is insane. I love him. I think he's a great player. One thing that I think is an interesting consideration. Um, how's that guy gonna play under Daryl Sutter? Um, you know, Daryl Sutter, we know what the guy likes. Um, Kaji's gonna fit perfectly into that system. Kachuk was a guy that was built for Daryl Sutter system. Jonathan Huberto, not as much. Um, so mm, I don't you know, could do not... the same thing with about Johnny Goudreau. For, for sure, for yeah, sure. Right? Absolutely. And, like, historically looking at those teams, um, that Sutter's run, he's always been able to have exactly. a spot for more offensively inclined players, but it's still something to keep an eye out on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he did sign an eight-year extension already, so you got to think he's okay with the coach. Yeah, and management, I mean, for, for trivial, for living at least, you got to think that if you're not out of the first round, that's it. That's it for him. Um, now moving forward with what the expectations of the team are. But throughout the rest of the team, like, I like Lucic on the Flames, at least as a fourth-line player. Coleman is an interesting one. We'll see how he does this year. Defoley's looking to bounce back, but Tyler Defoley's Tyler Defoley. You know what you're getting, right? You're going to get 20, 25 goals from a guy. Um, 20, 25 assists. Uh, going through still, they got some nice rookies coming up. They got Jacob Pelletier. Um, mm-hmm. Good push for the Calder. I like him a lot. So that also helps to plant that Gaudreau loss right up front. Looking at their defensemen there, I think they've got, I don't know, best defense in the league. Who do you take, Colorado or Calgary? It's I a debate, Colorado, but it is it's a, a debate. debate. Exactly, yeah. that's the thing, right? To me, it's they Colorado. Got that depth. But yeah, and they're right there, right? They Hannafin's nasty. Rasmus Anderson's great player. Chris Tanov, one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. Add Uyghur to that, right? Like Shillington, lots of good players. I like Markstrom, one of the best goalies in the league. And on top of it, news today: that's signing Milano on a PTO. It's a great signing. Yeah, we've been saying for weeks now, right? That's a guy who should have an NHL contract. He doesn't get a contract; he gets a PTO, but. Come on, you tell me that that's a guy that can't push someone like they'll well, sign. They, I, well, they'll sign him. That might be one of those guys where you know he's too good for a fourth line role or too skilled and not physical enough for a fourth line role, mm. but just can't get into a top six role. So does he become a third line scoring winger, um, or does he try and parlay a strong uh, training camp with the Flames into a full time contract elsewhere? I don't know. We'll see. But that being said, just looking at that team, you know. Um, yeah, they should yeah. be, they should be the favorite they should be the favorites they, they are the favorites for reason it um, it does seem like they have a spot in the top nine for him yeah I think so yeah I think on the third line with backland I don't see why not it's him or the rookie we'll, we'll we'll see and even in goal you know they got uh they got Dan Vladar as backup and keep an eye out for it I think he'll play some NHL games at some point this year but Dustin Wolf um prospect they've got that guy's gonna be all a right, great right. goalie like that's markstrom's replacement broad strokes though because like First. yeah their prospects and rookies awesome 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 their point total last year is 111 they went 50 21 and 11 their point total this year is only 102 and a half mm. are I we smashing the got, over i'm hitting the under stewart you hit no under? over sorry sorry over 102 but under 111 yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, I think there'll be some middle right? ground there. Yeah. Yeah, 102 but, seems pretty low. They got better, but I think the division got better too, right? Like everybody got better for the most part in that division outside of, I don't know, I'd see the Sharks and the Ducks and even them. Or even then you can make an argument that those teams still got better. Yeah, I think got better. Yeah, yeah. Right? So uh, I, I just think that last year, that 111 point total, you had insane seasons. You, what, you had a heart level season from Goudreau. Mm-hmm. Um, you had three fifty goal score, or was it three fifty or three forty goal scores? Forty, I think. Do you think they had three fifty goal scorers? 
I can remember how many they got. Lindholm's a bum, so he probably didn't hit 50. I should have known that. He hit 40. Yeah, bum. 42, I think. Bum. Hit 45. Um, but then uh, – and then he had a Vesna level season from Markstrom, right? So combine all three of those things and you get 111, even with improvements. I don't know if all those things hit again for you to hit 111, but they should get over 102 fairly easily mm. and take first in the division. Well, I don't know about fairly easy to first in the division. They're plus 240 in the betting odds. Second to them, Oilers plus 260. Third to them, Vegas plus 300. Fourth to them, Kings plus 375. Like the Vegas people are predicting a fight to the end, moving past Calgary, thanks. We've talked about them enough. The Oilers are close to them. I'll start this with a little transition here, asking each of you who do you think wins the division between, or who would you think finishes higher, Flames or Oilers? Stuart. Flames. You're taking Flames. For sure, Flames. Kai. I would take Flames, yeah. Yeah, Flames. Brayden? That defense and is still so stinky. The defense is stinky. I think the Flame, or yeah, the Flames. You know, interesting thing with the Oilers, you know how they're changing their jerseys from uh, from blue or from orange to blue? You know why? Yeah. No. No. Why? Well, because orange looks... Well, yeah, it's because orange looks too much like prison jumpsuits. And if you actually look at the Oilers roster and who they've signed the contracts, <laughs> oh um, a lot of are built uh, Are we what? really doing what? what do you mean, what? What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean, what? <laughs> well, fun fact for you there, too. A CEO of uh, the Oilers, as well as their uh, CEO and the GM, two separate guys, both used to have pretty high uh, positions with Hockey Canada, if you're just wondering mm. what those guys' mental okay. status is like. Yep. Thank God we got brain. No, they deserve the shit for it. I don't. Oh, what? I'm sorry. No, you going Next. on this podcast every week and interrupting my segments to shit on these guys over and over. It's definitely making a big difference. Yeah, I don't like sexual abuse or rape. You're right. And that's what I asked. <laughs> you know, Edmonton does deserve to get shit on for Jake. That's Jake for is shit. I'm, He's a bad hockey player. And you know what? In Braden's credit here, they deserve to get roasted one more time for that. Sure. I mean, one more time. He's not. He's not. He's not a good enough hockey player to be oh, worthwhile that contract. And then, and then when again when they sign him. Yeah, dude. Here's the th- here's a fun thing with Jake Vertanen. Um, Kai, you you live in BC. Mm-hmm. I used to be out there in BC. I saw I, I my eight months of living there plus my two. I had ten total months out in BC. The amount of women I met who had a Jake Vertanen story was absolutely insane. I'm sure it goes the same for you. It was just creepy DMs. Jake you guys know him for it. I don't want to hear, oh, not guilty. Not guilty isn't the same as innocent. Keep that in mind. Anyways, yeah, we're that Connor McDavid. And then you see McDavid's comments, too, about Hockey Canada this week. No, I got to go off on this. you see that? Nope. Oh. Connor, what do you think about all the stuff uh, with Hockey Canada? Uh, you know, it's a great organization, so it's too bad to see. That's your fucking statement from the best player in the NHL? Cam McCarr. Credit to him, man. That guy came out and said, no, no, it's terrible. Like, change needs to happen. A lot of those guys need to go. I think it's been clear since Connor McDavid got the C that he's not the best captain to ask for those kind of things. You know, they give him yeah, the C because he's the best hockey player in the world. And that's yeah. hundred percent. He's, he's a great hockey player. He's a piece of shit. Sure. Anyways, looking at the team though. Uh, yeah, no, Oilers should be a uh, strong favorites for second. Uh, hard right turn there. I don't know. I don't know if I have him second. We'll go through and we'll think it out. But McDavid, nasty, mm. best player in the world. Uh, nasty morals, too. Okay, let me Leon ask you this. Is he the best player of the season? <laughs> I'll, I'll the season? Just, yeah, he's plus 250. Second best odds are Matthews plus like, 500. Like, are we saying, does he get the heart? 
Yeah, are... third best player is Dreisaitl. MVP's most valuable player of the year. Who gets it? McDavid, Matthews, Dreisaitl, someone else? Like, are we looking at one of McDavid or Dreisaitl? And why is Dreisaitl even on the list? We know he won't get it because McDavid's on the Are we team. asking who wins it? Or are we asking who we think should win it? Or like, because you know what I mean? Like, the best player never I wins MVP. I think it'll MVP. be McDavid. Best that's player never true. wins MVP. That's not true. That's a, that's a broadcast um, myth. That is not true. No. Because the guys that vote are always like, oh, it happens once all, in a while. Like with McKinnon Hall. Last year. Matthews. Yeah, he was the best player. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Didn't he? Who won the year before? No, he did not. Like, you know. Yeah, but it should be McDavid's almost every year. It should be McDavid's or Matthews. Okay, but it wasn't. And when it wasn't, it was Matthews. So. All right. All right. All right. So are you giving it to McDavid this year? Yeah, he's a favorite for a reason. Like someone, I don't know. I kind of like, I don't know. I, I do buy into that myth if you want to call it a myth. But um, yeah, like he'll be, if it's not, if he's not the favorite or if he's not the winner, then he's number two, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's always going to be in the top two. He might finish with more Ted Lindsay's than Hearts, which is the players voting on the yeah. best player. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Sorry, Tyler, what, what were the betting odds you said? So for the plus division? Or okay. For no, no, the, for, for, for McDavid. Yeah. Plus 250 for McDavid. So we're looking at about. You know, spicy. five to two odds. Matthews it's is five spicy. to one odds. Dry mm. eight eight fifty. So we're looking at you know seventeen to two odds. I don't know if I love the dry saddle bet. McDavid's bet's probably not juicy enough because out of nowhere, McKinnon could have a great year. Or Kaprasov is a broadcast darling. If you want to go to Brain's point, Kaprasov has a great year. If Kaprasov scores fifty goals and fifty assists, and McDavid scores a hundred. 20 points. I could see people saying, you know what, Kaprizov brought Minnesota to a playoff spot. He deserves the MVP. Yeah. I see that conversation. Honestly, save your money. They're not going to give it to a Russian. <laughs> That's so true. Okay. So <laughs> McDavid for MVP, maybe Matthews is also American. They're trying to push the sport there. Maybe it's Matthews. All right. Let's get back a little preview on here. Eh? So you're telling me the Oilers are finishing second place? With that division, I don't know. Let me I'm go through. Let's not. Let's not. Right. So, another year, McDaddy. Who you, you know what you're gonna get from McDavid and Jai Settle, right? You're gonna get over 100 points. Zach Hyman still nasty. You know, yeah. I don't think we're gonna see the fall off yet. So we're gonna look at you know anywhere from 40 to 60 points of Zach Hyman. Probably not 60, but that's what we're looking at, right? In that range. The it's offense is gonna be how the offense has been in the past. That's true. Thank you. I'm interested to see, like you know, outside of the things that we talked about, if they go the stupid route and get rid of Pugliarvi to make room for Vertanen like we've seen some suggest. No, there's just no way. It seems like that's going to be the spot is that the Jake Vertanen PTO <laughs> is it, it's that's what I've seen is that the That'd fight so for that bad. the fight for the roster spot is between Pugliarvi and Jake Vertanen. Not, not like Devin Shore. Pugliarvi is making three million. Or Derek Ryan. 35 year old Derek Ryan. Uh, yeah. Well, because you know what you're going to get with those guys right on your fourth line which is what you want. Like you saw Vertanen. That guy's not good on the fourth line either. He mm-hmm. can't play D, right? Like that's fair. It's the same kind of thing with Pulyarvi without all the extra shit onto him. And I think he still has a higher potential than Vertanen. Um, but well, I know he does. But with Pulyarvi, right? Like it's still a guy who just hasn't been able to put it together. We look at the amount of stats, and the suggestion there is that Pulyarvi's actually really good and just he can't finish. But when he's on the ice, it's always in the offensive end and he is able to drive offense, but the guy just can't buy a goal to save his life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you should keep is Poyari, but we'll see what they do. The defense, yeah, defense is bad. I think another another year of Evan Bouchard, though. Like 
Bouchard's going to take a step this year. I think he's going to look really good. Um, Tyson Berry, Tyson Berry, Cody Cece's Cody Cece. Not great. Duncan Keith is gone, which is nice. Uh, one to look out on the D line there. They got Philip Broberg coming up from the AHL. Yeah. Really good defenseman. Sick skates name. well. Yeah, not the best mind. You can't really think that well. Mm. You know, he doesn't have the, the best the hockey. Fuck? He can't really hockey. think that well. <laughs> yeah, like you, watch, you, you watch his hockey. You just like watch the game with his hockey IQ. <laughs> He throws passes that just don't go anywhere. Like he'll kind of skate himself into trouble. Yeah, it is. His hockey IQ is not the best. But he's just shouting multiple. Just the way you phrase that was funny. He's just not the best thinker. But the biggest one, all right, big offseason sign, Jack Campbell. Yeah, can I talk about that for a second? Yeah, that's that's the X factor, right? Because they're either going to come first in the division. Jack Campbell is going to play at a Vesna caliber. Or they could be a wild card spot, depending on how he's playing. Like Jack Campbell has not played in the NHL at a high rate with a defense of this caliber, right? Like, and I say of that caliber in a negative way. Yes, that's right. Because people shit on yeah. the Leafs defense enough, but honestly, they are. The a, Leafs defense is good. They are a top yeah. 10 defense. Absolutely. And if you're moving back to Tyson Berry and Cody Cece, who the Leafs literally got rid of their roster because they were the worst defenseman on it. And now they're looking at as your second line, maybe together. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Not second line together. They're both right hand defensemen, but you're playing them 40 minutes a night then. Um, one of them's on the ice. Don't know if I love that. Campbell nope. had a 946 going into the all-star game. This is why the all-star game in the NHL is stupid. You shouldn't mm-hmm. have the all-star game halfway a third into the year because Campbell finished as a goalie that had negative goals against suspected. Like he did not have a great year. He had a very bad second half of the year. Gets the 5 million bucks because the Oilers pretty much like tampered and said that they would do that. And I'm glad as a Leafs fan, I've moved past it. I'm happier with my goalies than Campbell. I'll say it. I'm not sure about this guy. He's he's 30 years old and he's had amazing flashes, but I just don't know if I trust him with a Stuart Skinner backup. Uh, he has to be the guy. He has to be the Demko, the Markstrom. Yeah, but like, you know, you're not like going to him and feeling. But he doesn't have too. to be the Demko or the Markstrom, right? Yeah. Um, but like to be he has Connor McDavid. Room, I think oh, that's true. So that's the thing. Yeah, you don't that's have to be when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Look at you what have Mike to Smith be, did, right? Yeah, dude, can you be a little bit better than Mike Smith? What did he put up? Like a 903, 904? And that's why I think maybe they'll make a run in the playoffs because the Oilers always have a chance, but they won't win over Calgary because we look at this goaltending, and I don't know if I feel great about the goaltending compared to oh, my And what's interesting. To me I think with... they finished second in the division, and I'm scared. Like my third is like Vegas, and even going into the playoffs against Vegas, like I don't know. I don't love Edmonton, Edmonton's chances. I think Edmonton's going to be a great regular season team, but I don't think they're too threatening. Yeah. In the playoffs. Like I think second round's their ceiling. To be honest, for playoffs, really, we just like, saw I them can't get to see the third them. round. Yeah, but then they'd have, like you said, then they run into Calgary in the sec, like in the second round if they, you know don't finish first in division. And even if they finish first in division, like they still probably hit like Calgary in the second round. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I don't last love their year. Chances. I think it'll be a, a close series. I would give them, you know, I'd say a 50, 45 to 55% chance for either team to win that series. It'd be a close one. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I just want to, I just want to correct myself here. Lindholm's Mike Smith good. put up a, 
Dude, Mike Smith put up a 915 last year. He had 923 the year before. Yeah, but he also like Mike Smithed a lot. That's Mike. Would... It is that's Mike Smith, yeah. exactly. But yeah. I mean, end of day averages like oh, he's a great uh-huh. fantasy goalie. I had him on my team. He's a great fantasy goalie. <laughs> but you know he's gonna cost you a game here or there with his I don't know, addiction to playing the puck. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, when we were going through the podcast in the playlist, you know, the first two, uh, sorry, in the podcast during the playoffs, um, first two rounds, you were like, oh, yeah, Mike Smith, Mike Smith, he's going to suck. That's and right. then he stole <laughs> like two series. That's right. He didn't steal like, the Oilers series. Markstrom gave that to them on the silver platter. No, no, you, exactly. The, the, the Flames one. Yeah. He, he outperformed Markstrom, which wasn't saying a whole lot. But no, then they could, they got through Calgary, and then they got just shit kicked by the Avs, right? Yeah, like yeah, that was right. that must have been a huge wake up call for that team. And I don't think that they did enough to bridge the gap with that elite team, the Avs. So you know, Mm-mm. sure they brought in the goalie, um, but the Oilers are still the Oilers. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's uh. I think as much as I said bad about the Oilers, it's just my defense as to why I don't think they'll win the division over Calgary because I like Calgary a lot. I think that the Oilers finish a good three wins over whoever finishes third. And between those teams, Vegas, LA, Canucks, I could see any of those teams being the third spot. Yeah. You guys agree, right? Like all those yep. teams could easily finish third. All of them could Dude, finish second. second last. All of them finish second. Yeah, yeah totally. Even second. Even second. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I can see all those teams finishing second, especially after the Quinn Hughes interview I listened to on 32 Thoughts. That can be fired up for the Canucks season. Put me mm. put them higher in the rankings. We'll get there soon. We're going to Vegas. Uh, no, sorry. We're going to LA because they finished third. That's right. LA, 99 points last year. They have added Fiala. That's a big addition to the team. I don't mm-hmm. think they have anyone that's going to win the heart or anything, but they have a lot of depth. They signed a couple of their RFA defensemen. They got Dursey, who's been playing lights out lately. Do you guys believe in their goalie, Peterson? We've had a, the conversation a couple of times. He's getting paid as much as Demko, as much as um, Campbell, as much as these other goalies. Like, Is he worth it? Is he going to get one more year. there? You want to see one more year? Oh, I yeah. see one more year. Stuart, you agree? I didn't realize he was even getting paid that much. I would never have guessed that, to be honest. I mean, I need to see one more year, and I need to see one more year of dramatic improvement because he had an 895 last year in 37 games. Ooh. Yeah, like I'm I'm not sold on paying him five million dollars to be your starting goalie. Like that's no not and great looking, going into the year. Looking at their defense too. Look, Sean Darcy's great. I think he's played great. Well, I think he's going to take a little step back this year just because, you know, sophomore struggles as we see so often with rookies, especially on D. Uh, Drew Dowdy back. He's had a bit of a resurgence. So mm-hmm. Dowdy's going to look good. But like looking at the rest of that defense, I like Mikey Anderson a lot. I think he's a really good defenseman. Alex Edler. Actually, you know what? Edler had a resurgence there in LA last season. He looked really good there. He played really well. But it's yeah, still third just still third pairing defenseman at this point. Wait, exactly. Yeah. There. Just take down his minutes a little bit, put him out on the PK. He'll be effective. Matt Waugh, like same thing where it's like, I like the player, but like, I don't know. I don't love, I guess he's an okay yeah. top four defenseman. I don't love him. And then Tobias Bjornfoot. Is do you know who, who, I don't know much about that guy. Do you? Yeah. He is a guy who I think is going to be really good. I think he's going to be a strong top four defensive defenseman, but he's 21. 
So, exactly. Braden, you know, you talk a lot about the LA Kings prospect pool. Do you think it's one more year of them being kind of meh before they get really good? Or I think we're going to see a step back. Do you mean the prospects as a whole or the team as a whole here? Well, I mean, these prospects are slowly starting to come in. Like, they have one of the youngest rosters in the league. And it's only going to get younger and younger, I think. Outside I think we'll of Kopitar, they don't have a 30-year-old yeah. on their yeah. forwards. And outside of Doughty, they don't have a 30-year-old on their defense. Exactly. Oh, That's sorry, right. I think Edler, we'll um, see. Edler, yeah, yeah. Doughty's on IR, so I didn't see that. I think yeah. we're going to see a fall back from last season going into this one from the Kings. That being said, I think we are going to see the young guys take a step forward. And I still think that they're going to be competitive for a spot. You know, looking at the young guys specifically, I expect to see Quentin Byfield take a big step this year. We know power forwards take a longer time. That guy showed like you're not seeing what you'd want out of him from a number one or number two overall pick at this point in his career. But like, I don't know, the guy's only 20. He's played a lot of NHL games, right? So I still like he has two years left on his entry level deal still. Yeah. Um, I, think, I like I think Byfield always... a lot. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. So I was just going to say too, like Arthur Kiliev is another guy too. Like that guy's got a shot and a half. That's another. I don't think he'll be Debrinkat level, but that's a guy who went in the second round and everyone went, why is he going to go in the second round? That's a third, you know, it's a first rounder. Mm-hmm. Goes in the second round and he's, that's going to be a 30 goal scorer in year in, year out. Gabe Velarde might not be there, but you know, the Kings too, one thing I just wanted to point out as we just talked about their defense and them moving forward. Um, what's the hardest position to get in the NHL? Right-hand defenseman. Right-hand defenseman. Canucks have never had an elite right-hand defenseman in their mm-hmm. career. Or in their time as a franchise, who's last? Who's the last elite right-hand defenseman on the uh, on the Leafs? Have they had an elite number one right D? Uh, Thomas Caverly. I was gonna say, was he right-handed? That would have been my. He, I think he was the left. I think I'm the pretty sure he's a lefty. Yeah, I think he was left. Oh, I think he was left. That's like, like Brian McCabe. There you go. Was he? I think. Yeah, but even that, like McCabe and Caverly were aligned. Dion Phaneuf. That seems to be kind of stretching the right. That seems to be kind of stretching the elite. That's what I mean, right? Like Brian one. It's tough. Me, Come on. He was, elite only? he was He was elite. When I was eight, Cavalier was sick. Cavalier was, was sick. Like, Cavalier was sick. I, I'm, with, I'm with Tyra on that. But like, um, the Kings are unique in that they have too many right-hand defensemen. And like, you know, in the NHL right now, they've got Sean Dersey. They've got uh, Drew Doughty. Uh, and then that's the two right D that are right Matt now Waugh. in the NHL. Yeah, Matt Waugh. So there you go. Those are three, three good right hands. So. Holy yeah. shit. Brian McCabe had a 68-point season. Yeah, yeah he was man. sick that year. It was sick. And 116, po- 116 penalty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'd say Canada of those were fighting minutes, too. Like, <laughs> he was legendary. He made, he made Team Canada. Look up the can opener. That was a McCabe special. But then looking at the rest of them, like they got Brant Clark, right? Defenseman, offensive player, like really good prospect. Hal Grant's a big six foot two something. Let's not make this. The, let's not make this. I know. It's just my point being is that man. they've got a lot of guys coming in as well as I know, but, that. Yeah. And they're going to push with it. This year, mm. I'm expecting to see a little step back. I'm thinking around a wild card, third place spot. They'll. I don't know if they'll pretty much it. what they did last year. Basically, they were yeah. fighting for that wild card third. You know spot. what? I think Swa. We'll get to it at the end, but I think we're gonna see them finish in a spot similar to what the Canucks finished in this year. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of with you there, Braden. Like last year, they were not expected to be a playoff team at all. They kind of just ended up sneaking into it just because Vegas was so bad. Um, but we'll get into Vegas. 
I think LA though, if they do hit their ceiling, cause you're right, they could absolutely regress little and they were above their floor last year for sure. Like they hit a lot um, on their players. We're looking at Jersey more. Like there's many players that are hit on. Gopitar is still playing well. Dowdy had a resurgence. If Pearson hits and he's playing well this season, if Quick still plays well, if the team does well and they make the playoffs, this is a team that's built to mess with the Oilers. Like I, you put Kopitar to no up against McDavid, like every shift you have Kopitar to no. This is a team with like Doughty in the back. They have a decent defense. If their goalies can figure it out, this is a team that's built to win playoff games against their division, which I think is a smart way to build your roster. If you're in a roster that, you know, McDavid's going to be there your whole career, the next 12 years, you need to build your roster to beat him. And I like what LA's doing here. I feel like there's a bit of risk to the Fiala contract. I feel like it's a bit much given how, you know, it's two years of elite production from Fiala. From a 26-year-old? Like, how often are season. how often do you have two elite seasons at 24 I know, it's just from what, he, what we've had seen before. And keep in mind that those are shortened seasons, right? So you're not dealing with the with uh, the rigors and the, uh, the difficulty of a full 82-game stretch. Like, it's tough to play 82 games, right? It's um, tough to play in a COVID year, too. You're not going to be as fatigued just because you're not playing as many games, right? But uh, don't get me wrong. I like Fiala a lot, and I think that's a strong top six edition. I remember when Canucks wild in that bubble round. Fiala was scary every time he was on the fucking ice. I didn't like him. So just because, like, I was scared of him. I like him as a player. Um, But, like, him and Arvidsson, like, Kings are going for it. They're here to contend. And one thing I just wanted to say, too, with all those prospects and who, looking at their picks – Dude, they have all their picks. The only the only pick they're missing is a seventh round this year, but they have a third rounder from Pittsburgh. Mm. Point being, dude, they've got the prospects. They've got the picks. They're going for it. We're going to see a big deadline deal from the Kings. I'll call yeah, it right now. To I'm going to call can. it right now. I'll call it right now for you. Patrick Kings to the Kings. It makes too much sense, right? If they're in a race and you add Patrick Kane to this team, would you not even like put them as... Like maybe a favorite over a Vegas series. Like I, the only I reason I, I say maybe not is like we just talked about how they need D or goalies. So like maybe they spend that elsewhere. But like they don't. I don't think they're gonna else. make a move at goalie. They have ten point eight mm. mil on a quick and point. Yeah, exactly. kind of locked there. One yeah. guy that is not on their cap friendly is Brant Clark. Is he gonna be yeah, on the Brent team on. at the end of the year? No. 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 I don't after, think so. after the uh, OHL season is done. I don't think so. Maybe, but I don't think he's a difference maker at, the, at just yet. Okay. Neighborhood he's favorite still got Stuart some stuff nine, to figure out. Nate Thompson is on a PTO, Stu. This is big news. I, I think. No, I just I just saw that. That's huge news. Me and Stu, best fourth liner, won a crazy fantasy thing back in high school with Nate Thompson as like our our low end guy. We somehow had a great season that year on Tampa. Oh my God, LA is going to have a fucking clash with these next two teams though i think these next two teams in la vegas and vancouver and la are going to be fighting it out all year long and mm-hmm. with the additions that vancouver has made with what vegas now has a healthy rosters minus patch i don't think they're up with oilers in calgary anymore i think they're down with la and vancouver fighting for this spot do you guys agree they're in the second tier of this division right, they're a Kai? tier below yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair to say for sure. At this point, I'm going to ask all three of you who's finishing third LA, Vegas, 
or Vancouver? Stewart, who are you picking? That's so tough because I see it being like ridiculously close for that spot from three to five. My bet is is just on Vegas. That's just my pick, but they have the huge question mark in net, which is very scary to just say them, but I like their defense. Their forwards aren't bad. I'm expecting Jack Eichel to have a little bit of a revenge tour season. You know, he gets a full training camp with Vegas. Like he's not going to, he's, I'm expecting to see a lot more of the Jack Eichel that was on Buffalo compared to what we saw last year. I think it's such a shame that uh, he doesn't get to play with patch already though. Like that's really sucks that they had to do that to their team. Yeah, but they also added Phil Kessel, so how can you not put them at third in the division, oh, to be completely fuck. honest? The vibes are <laughs> you, so good over there. I'm going to tell you how you don't put them third in the division. Let's hear it. You put them second in the division. Mm. Thank you, Kai. Thank you, Kai. Thank you, Kai. I'm with you 100%. Yeah, I think Vegas I thought you guys agreed that they're not in be... the tier with Oilers and Calgary. Nope. No, I, they're all same tier. I've reverted. Good. <laughs> No, I think Vegas is going to come to play next year. I think they're going to have a huge chip on their shoulder. And it's still just a crazy deep forward group. Um, there's no way that those injuries repeat as they did last year. Well, I mean, knock on wood, but that'd be some kind of crazy voodoo if that was the case. Um, I think this team's going to be really, really good. I don't know if I love their bottom six. Like outside of Phil Kessel, I really don't know if I love it. Nolan Patrick is expected to miss the whole year. Maybe retire. I, I really like William Carrier. Yeah, good player. Yeah. Dude, is he the only... No, they got some guys still. Out. I don't know. Just like looking at the team. How how can you look at a team that has Jack Eichel, Mark Stone, Jonathan Marcheseau, Phil the Thrill Castle, Riley Smith, Alex Petrangelo, Shea Theodore, and go, yeah, third. Because their goalies are Logan Thompson and Lauren Brassois. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're forgetting who their goalie is. You're forgetting who the starter is. How how long is Leonard out for? Essentially the whole year. All right. Aiden Hill. Are you bringing up Aiden yes. Hill? Yes. <laughs> yes. He's we not even projected to be we on the roster. We have a bet on this. We have a bet on this. I'm by oh, the way, yeah. I forget about oh, yeah. That. I forgot about the Aiden free Hill money. Aiden Hill is the starter for Vegas. He's going to be the starter. What do you mean free money? I'm going to free fucking jersey of Aiden Hill. I'm going to have an Aiden Hill jersey because he's going to be the starter. He's going to lead him to second place in the division and probably to the finals. I'm telling you, he's going to be in the starter spots. He's going to be fucking nasty because he played behind shit teams and put up good numbers. And he's got this team in front of him. He's going to puck up wicked numbers. Phil's scoring 30. Fuck it. I know I called that. I said he wasn't before. I'm with you now. Phil's putting the 30 in the net playing beside oh, Ike no, Daddy no, no, no. and Mark Stone. You can't go back on that bet. We have a bet on that. Okay. You... No, I won't go back on it, but like I, I'll still honor it. But yeah, like I think I think, I think Phil's going to put 30 up. Phil's going to be nat. He won't put up 30. Okay. But like, How Phil's going to put 50 points. He's water fi- bet. Filthy. A water, a water bet between you and me. So the loser, the punishment is you have to dump a bottle of water on your head live on the podcast when this happens. Water bet. I'll pick Oilers over Vegas in this division for sure. I'll, I is bet you. a different bet than the Jersey bet that we have? Yeah, absolutely. Calgary and Edmonton or some form of the division. I don't have Vegas as a top two team. I'll bet you that right now. So just to Vegas. clarify, you're betting that Vegas is a top two team now that they've done out there better than Edmonton. That's what Braden just in case saying. Calgary falls to I third. need better odds than that. You're, uh, I got to finish top two and they can finish literally anywhere else from you. And I do think that the two to five. Yeah, you're saying they're going to finish fucking, two. And I think they could. I think they I will. Think they but I think the top that two team. That's I what think I'm two saying. to I think two to like five, two to six is all a fucking toss up. 
so I just don't agree with that based on the virtue of that. Okay, I saw. I just but, I heard you say that you think they'll finish second in the division. I just I think they will, the but I could also see them finishing fifth. Like I think it's that close in that division. But just looking at the team, I think Vegas is. I don't know. I think that people are giving Vegas too much disrespect based on last year itself, completely ignoring all the injuries that Vegas had. Oh, Vegas isn't what they were. Yeah, no shit. They were like half of the AHL team was on the roster last year because everyone was hurt. Mm-hmm. Like okay. they literally, you're right. They weren't the team that they were because it was the AHL team. It was the Anderson Silver Knights. And healthy, they lose Pacioretty, who's an all-star and consistent 30-goal scorer. That's just off your roster. I think it's completely yeah. fair why people have said, look at Vegas. They've lost their goaltending, then they've lost um, their top goal scorer. Like, that is you're right. They lost Pacioretty. Why did they lose Pacioretty? Who did they have to make cap space for, for to lose Pacioretty? Jack Eichel. Yeah, I get that. Oh, okay. I'll uh, take that trade every Smith. fucking day of the week. Yeah, like, you for know what sure, I mean? Man, who, who, but who, like... who do you want? Jack Eichel and Riley Smith or Riley Smith and uh, Pacioretty? I know who I'm they, taking. They, they made more signings after they had Eichel. They could have kept Pacioretty and ran other things over the offseason. I mean, it kind of worked out a little bit in their favor now. I mean, not trading him for nothing, but, like, he did get hurt for a while. So, like, they kind of got out of that. I, I don't like like I'm their first line left wing is what scares me though like is, is Stevenson playing there like he had a pretty good year last year for so isn't it Marcia not knowing Stevenson well I I don't I don't know like but that's what I mean though like it's who's the first line left winger like I think it should be March or so but I like think it's or you can make the the argument to keep that line that's been together since Vegas started like the yeah Marcia they've been Carlson together for three Smith years line. so <laughs> like you can yeah, make the argument to keep them there and then. You play what Stevenson first line? I'd be interested to see. Stevenson's how he does. been first line for a while because before they got Eichel, he was their first line center. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. a new coach this year though, too, is it not? It is. Hey, uh, yeah, I guess it is. Stop. So we're all pretty like in agreement. This is going to be quite the battle for the division. The only other team before I give get your picks, guys, on if Vegas makes the playoffs or not, I'll bring up the only other team that I think is going to contend for that spot, and that's the Vancouver Canucks. The Vegas odds have them very low to win the division. It goes from LA at plus 375 to Vancouver at plus a thousand. Like they're giving mm. them no shot. The, I think that's really awesome. interesting. No, yeah. no, to win the division. I oh. thought you said that. Yeah, to win the division. That's right. To oh, win the division. Yeah, no, don't hit that. I, I do not. Th- yeah, I know, but just that that big of a difference as that's far the as thing. Value? Vegas is implying they have like, no chance. Hmm. <laughs> well, I, I don't think it's that the gap is that big. To me, I don't know. It, is it that the gap is that big, or is it will they or won't they finish first? Because I don't think the gap is that big, but it's a solid no, they're not going to finish first. If that no, makes they're sense. Not, no, they're not going to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, looking at their point total then, comparing last year, they had 92 points. This mm-hmm. year, their over-under is 92 and a half points. Oh, hammer the over. I'm taking know. the over because I think the team has improved. Everybody I'm, else. Here's the thing. What do you? I'm big what do you on in? the on the Vancouver Canucks this year. I really am. I think. Are the, they? What? Sorry, Tyler. No, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. Are they the Bruce Boudreaux team, or are they a little bit better than what they were? They because last season was last year was a tale of two seasons, right? There was Travis Green and there was Bruce Boudreaux. Travis Green, it was horrendous. Mm-hmm. I think he's a good coach, but it was horrendous. Under Boudreaux, they played at like 110 point plays. Are they a 110-point pace team? No. Are they a 65-point pace team or whatever they were under green? Absolutely not. So what are they? 
Well, Vegas is projecting them to be a 92-point team. I think that they're going to be a 95 to 96-point team. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm with you. Like, looking so at, hammer know, the over on the total points. I suppose so, yeah. They need... There, there's so much that they need to happen. Like The biggest thing, I think, looking last yeah. year, it was penalty kill. Penalty kill killed them. They were one of the best teams at five on five, but mm-hmm. they couldn't keep the puck out of that on the penalty kill. Mm-hmm. And look at their additions this year, right? They got Elia McKay up, one of the best penalty killers in the game, and they said they need to get faster. There you go. They needed a right shot defensive center who could play on the penalty kill. They go and get Curtis Lazar. Yeah. There's your fourth line, you know, penalty killing right shot. More and more, like they started playing Hughes on the penalty kill, and it was better when they put him and PD on there. Um, I've told you guys, I think we're going to see a big year from PD. I think this is the year that Brock Besser hits 30 goals. And here's a, you know what? Fuck it. Here's a fuck it take. Quinn Hughes' point per game. Point per game? That's not, it. That's not even that much yeah. of a fuck it take. That, that can't be that far off. Like, it is, is he not that almost is, a point per game player in his he's career? Close. <laughs> like, he's, he's close in his career. Going in his fourth year, that's not a hot take at all. I bet he's you his so over under is. Quinn Hughes does not game. get the respect that he deserves. Honestly, I'm going to fucking say I think it. He, like, does. He, get the respect. He, he was drafted seventh overall. He's getting paid seven and a half million on a bridge deal. Like, people know people, about him. He's plus uh, 1200 he got because last, because two years ago he was bad defensively, in his second year he wasn't great defensively, and people shot on him for it. And then he came back to his great defensive numbers this year, like he did in his first year, and he did not get the credit for that that he deserved. Um, it'll be interesting to see what he looks like this year because he is also supposed to be playing on the right side with OEL mm-hmm. on the top pair. You know what's interesting, Braden? I was listening to the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast. He had an interview on there, and he mentioned that Yossi of the National Predators had a hundred more shots than him. And he was like upset with that. So he's huh. going into this year wanting to shoot more is what he said. You know what? And I said, Quinn's you know what? Let's shot. go. Can I finish a sentence, please? Sorry. I know. <laughs> it's I'm okay, but it. holy fuck. <laughs> I know. I get excited and I get worked up and I just want to just want to participate. <laughs> it's okay, buddy. We love when you participate. I, I think he scores over eight goals. This is career high. I thought it'd be way more. What the fuck? His career high? He scored eight first year, eight last year, and three in the 56-game season. Wow. Whoa. Put Quinn Hughes on the uh, upwards trend for goal scoring. He needs to shoot more, clearly. His over-under shots is probably going to go up because he said that on the podcast. So, Man, we need to start getting guests like that. Why don't we have Quinn Hughes on the Loose Change podcast yet? Dude, he... Like Kai Backman, Hughes has a good shot. Like he's got a good slap shot, right? Like he doesn't use it, but I feel like when he actually loads up, like he's got it's, some pepper it's to it. Sneaky good for right? sure. But I mean, that's just not his game, man. He's a facilitator. No. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, so is but, Yossi, but Yossi's worth thirty goals. But know? he can get it through. He gets it through traffic, man. I think for sure. Like yeah, I don't know. Well, they they should push. I'm scared they're going to trade Hoglander. Apparently, they're going to go look at Ethan Bear. We'll fucking see, but. I think I would be agree okay with that. that. Better, I'd be okay with that. Hoaglander for Bear? No, you need more back than just Bear. I'll do it. Right shot with it. Bear for, for Hoaglander? I do it for a second. I do it in a second. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Bear, and, bear. bear and a second for Hoaglander? Yeah, I Give, think yeah, right. I do that. I don't do Bear yeah. for Hoaglander straight up. The Canucks season is. I'm gonna probably check out a lot of Canucks games this year just because of all the people that Braden's been talking about on the podcast, like Pod Colson and Kuzmenzo. Like I, I have to watch how they play now all season. And like, I, I miss I, that's something that. So I have to. I'm into watching. 
Do you guys think that Tanner Pearson gets traded at some point? He has yes. to, right? Dude, Jim Rutherford loves to trade Tanner Pearson. That's a guy who I think if there's an Ethan Bear trade, it's Tanner Pearson. The value is around <laughs> the same. Or like the value as far as money money goes, mm-hmm. like the cap works. That's a guy who you know Rob Brindamore would fall in love with. Yeah. I think the Canes would like to have a guy who's dependable, who can throw him anywhere in the lineup. He's going to be great in the playoffs, veteran experience. Like that's more of what I think a fit would be between the two. According to Fridge, he doesn't know if there's a trade to be made. I um, just, I mean, if the Canucks are going to go for it this year, Tanner Pearson is a guy one in our bottom six, though. I don't. Really? I'm done with him, man. Like, I like Tanner Pearson, but like, hmm. I don't know. I, I, I think he's old. Like, I go for 30. it. 30. Yeah, he's, but he's already on the decline, right? Like, I know he just had a great year, but like, his shooting percentage was on a bender. The last couple of years, he's had so many empty net goals. Like, remember him, Louie, and Bo used to just fucking bury the empty net? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They'd stack their numbers. <laughs> oh, dark times. But yeah, we'll see what the defense too, right? Like, again, that's where Vancouver's weakness lies is in the D. Um, you need Thatcher Demko to carry you to playoffs as well as to get his mm-hmm. first Vesna trophy. Yeah. Get your money in now. And yeah, that's the thing, Braden. Like, you're so right. They did nothing to address the defense this summer. Dude, they went into the Not season saying, we know that the defense is an area that we need to improve. Uh, one of Alvin's first things as GM, we need to improve it. And then after there's no changes, he goes, yeah, I'm happy with the defensive group we have. Yeah, no, you're not. <laughs> you just couldn't find a trade. That's right. But like, I'd rather him lie and, you know, keep on looking for a defenseman. Like, at least we yeah. know he didn't mean it, right? <laughs> Yeah, Definitely we know they're looking at Bear. They were in on Nils Lundqvist before that trade happened. Yeah, exactly. um, so we know they're looking. One thing I just want to point out, too, before we move on to the next team here. Stu, you said you're going to watch Canucks games this year. Tyler, I'm sure you will be watching more, too, though I'm sure you're oh, used to it at this point. I, I watch Tyler, a bunch of Canucks games. Already. Yeah, Kai, you're, no, you're going to know exactly what I'm talking about. Viewers, when you listen, watch Canucks games, pay attention to Tyler Myers. Um, when he's on the ice, just watch him. You are going to have a great time. It's hilarious. There's nothing funnier. You're going to go, what's he doing? I don't know. Why is he on the ground? Why is he spinning? The puck isn't near him. Oh, he got a goal. Like, it, he is absolutely What's insane. with the shift timer being at three minutes? Do they take three-minute shifts usually? How, why is Tyler Myers been on the ice for five and a half minutes straight? I don't know. <laughs> How often do I, all those things happen at once, like, on the same shift? Like, insane. why is he spinning? Oh, shit, he scored. It's <laughs> He's chaotic. Like, he doesn't score a lot, but, like, he'll do this. He'll just, I don't know, man. Like, it's insane. Like, he loves to just, like, lay down on the ice on a two-on-one and then, like, throw a stick behind him and try and block it and, like, Slide just the corner completely out of the pay, dude. Literally, that's what it's saying. LBRB, that's all he does. <laughs> yeah, he is fun to watch, man. I'm excited to watch the Canucks for sure. Hopefully, they have a bit more Eastern time zones because 10, 10 p.m. is pretty. Yeesh. Oh, don't Tyler, you can't say that. Why? Oh, Kai, you, you want to be the one to go off about the 4 p.m. local start times? <laughs> Wouldn't that be more helpful for the I, I more important person, though? We, like the Eastern time zone is the most important person. We can person get we into that. that. Oh my God, shut up. We <laughs> can get into this whole thing when the Leafs roll into town. As someone who lived there, it was great. I love the 4 p.m. start. I got to spend six hours watching hockey and go to the bar after. It was fantastic. I don't get the complaints. Sorry that you guys are second on the list of importance to the Eastern well, time I, zone. I understood why it annoyed people because I think last year when they played the Leafs, it was like a weekday. So people are still at four o'clock in Vancouver on a weekday against the Leafs. Exactly. That's well, that's why people were upset because it's like you're still at fucking work. So you're giving people more reason to get mad at Leaf fans 
Let's just, I don't need you guys to put kerosene on the fire, NHL. Don't antagonize people more. I wanted to watch that game, and I worked till five. So you know what I did? What? When I was at work, I put in my earbuds. No, I worked till 4.30, sorry. So I'd finish work around, no, I, oh, I finished at four, but I would get home around 4.30. So I'd finish work, and I'd be, oh, game's about to start. Got to get on the bus. Oh, I'm going to miss the first. Good thing I could just listen to the radio like a grown fucking adult, and then I'd play the game and listen to the game. I think it's a valid complaint to complain about not getting to see your favorite team play hockey. I would be pissed off if the Leafs played at 4 p.m. on a weekday. That would be annoying. Yeah, for they sure. Do that. The kids' game once a year? On a weekday? They're in yeah. school. Yeah, they do the kids' game. That's a weekday game. I don't know. I, anyways, uh, those are the top five teams Calgary, Edmonton, LA, Vegas, Vancouver. Before we go into the last bottom three teams of San Jose, Anaheim, and Seattle from last year, the disparity between Vancouver and the next team was 15 points in the standings. Pretty big. So I'll just start with these five teams. You guys have some sleeper picks later. Give me your hot takes. But these five teams, playoff team, yes or no. Calgary, we all agree. Edmonton, we all agree. This is where it gets sticky. Um, I think we all agree with Vegas. Yeah, we all agree with Vegas. Vancouver, LA. Are they making the playoffs or not? I'm saying Vancouver, yes. LA? No. No. Yeah. I, I, I'm with Vancouver. Yes, LA. No. Yeah, those are, those are my two. Podcast unanimous decisions. And I mean, we can tie it into our conversation last week. You know, we went over five teams in the Central that looks like they sh- should make the playoffs. Mm. So if the Canucks, Canucks make the playoffs, Vegas makes the playoffs. Which one of those teams is not from the Central? We're looking at maybe Dallas or Nashville because I'm not kicking out Blues Wild Ravelers and I don't want to kick out Nashville I'm not either. Kicking out Nashville. I'm I'm yeah. knocking out maybe Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, I'm, da- I'm knocking, knocking out, out Dallas. Dallas. Just because they're I, not I, a regular I, season team, right, Stu? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like Vancouver over Dallas. I think to make the playoffs, it's going to wow. be close. I don't think it's like a lock, but like it'll be a battle. That's just, it'll be a. It's going to be fun to watch. It'll be down to the down to the wire at the end of the season i think mm-hmm. it's not going to be like decided like three weeks before it'll be like the last two games i think are going to make a difference with that last wildcard team in the west yeah i'm glad you brought that yeah. up kai because that's really what you need to consider when you're saying like are they going to make the playoffs or not like i i want to say vancouver yes because i also like this is a homer pick too because vancouver's for sure my second favorite team i mean two of my podcast hosts are vancouver fans i like when the podcast is happy I like when Vancouver wins. They have a good team. They're fun to watch. PD's unreal. 13 goals in the last 14 games last year. He's going to light the lamp on fire this year. But yeah, I, you know what? I'm. We're both, all of us were kind of down on Dallas in last week's episode. I'm going Vancouver over them too. Screw it. Mm-hmm. And LA, I think, is going to finish a couple points behind. And I don't think they don't mind, honestly, if they don't contend. I don't think that's the worst thing for LA. They'll probably win the lottery. Yeah, that's right. That's what they care about. That's what these next three teams care about. Sharks, Ducks, Kraken. We're going to go with Sharks to start because that's our format. We go from top to bottom of last year's standings. But I'm projecting San Jose to be at the bottom of this year's standings. You with me, Kai? Yep. 100%. As far as the Pacific Division goes. might Maybe even in the league. These guys fucking stink. And they're actively trying to get worse. 
Aiden Hills, not a great goalie before Braden interrupts. He sucks, and they traded him away for a fourth-round pick just to get worse. Like, this team is not great. I worry about the, about the uh, Sharks, too, because they have God. bad contracts. Are you looking at the Really, 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 really bad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yeah, you never know. Maybe they can trade Vlasic. Nope. No, they cannot. Mm-hmm. Not, a, not a shot. <laughs> Can they trade Carlson? Mm-mm. No. I think I don't think that Eric Carlson five completes that contract as a shark. Maybe bought out by the Sharks or something, or traded I think for. He ends it with a different team. Yeah, but I mean, I think he has three more years on the Sharks before that's a tradable contract. Yeah, that's that's the thing, right? I think he finished his career on LTIR. <laughs> what about Couture? How we that's a safe bet. Yeah. Couture is such a bad deal, too, but like he's not a bad player yet. Even a Hurdle, like, is that the guy Hurdle's in your mind, great. too? Who you think of as a young Hurdle's guy? A great player. He's 28. Yeah. I can't think Couture's 33. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. crazy. I mean, Hurdle and Couture were supposed to be like the next core when Joe Thornton left, and Joe Thornton left a while ago, right? Like that's and like he's back. years ago now. Oh yeah, and now okay. he's training to be on the Sharks, skating with the guys. You know what? I hope so. Go Joe Thornton. I love the guy. Be on the worst team in the Pacific. Why not? Right? Who gives a fuck? Uh, um, some fun. Yeah. They got New Jerseys. They're nasty. They don't look that bad. Jersey. They look pretty good. I like them a lot. Yeah. Pretty mm-hmm. nice. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, uh Braden, you stepped out for a second. We're basically saying that we all agree that the Sharks finished last place in the Pacific Division. Do you think Anaheim or Seattle's can contend with them for last place or are those teams just to tear up? I think San Jose will. Um, I think we'll get into my thoughts on Seattle. Anaheim, I think, is also going to be bad. The only thing with them is that They've got a lot of young players, obviously, because, you know, they're rebuilding and stuff. And I'm the prospect guy on this this? podcast. But What team? On on Anaheim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anaheim, like, they got, they got Zegras, good young player. All right, I guess we're skipping Sharks going to Anaheim preview. That's okay. Sharks, they suck. Let's start to talk about the Sharks. Did we we just do Sharks? I thought we just did Sharks by saying they're bad and they're going to finish last. That's right. Yeah, so I was concluded on Anaheim. We've had 76 points last year. Go ahead. Anaheim, they're still going to be bad, but they got young players. The big ones being Trevor Zegras, like I just mentioned, right? Still a good player. Like, well, still a good player. Obviously, he's only going to get better. Kid's nasty. Got Mason McTavish come in. You guys know how much I love that kid player. Uh, he's mm-hmm. my Calder favorite this year. That's the guy I'm putting my bet on for the Calder. Um, and Guy, too, I think is going to break out this year and like play a really big role in that team and look while doing it. Jamie Drysdale uh, got mm-hmm. thrown to the Wolves last year, but same time, that gives you NHL experience and you learn how to play the game like no one else when you're the top right-hand defenseman on a uh, on a shit team getting those minutes. Mm-hmm. So I think Drysdale's going to look really good this year. Um, and honestly, those three and an average season from John Gibson, I like enough to just give them enough to push them a little bit past uh, not even a little bit, like a decent bet past San Jose. Yeah, I mean, I really like that uh, John Klingberg signing for them. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a win-win signing because if they're good, he'll be a big reason why they're good. And if they're bad, then he's a trade chip and a guy like Drysdale can learn from him for half a season. Same with Kevin Shankirk, right? Yeah. Like th- There's two guys right there who are yeah. probably Very tradable. Very tradable. Yeah, like, same as, like, Kulikov. Like, it's all these just one-year deals, you know? Mm-hmm. I like Anaheim's core enough to put them 
ahead of the Sharks and Kraken into like a different tier. Like I'll take Calgary, mm-hmm. Edmonton, LA, Vegas, Vancouver above them. And yes, like, I put I think Anaheim be, well above yeah. the other two though, right? They're not completely stinky. No, they're not anymore. They were not anymore. I Man, still Ryan don't mind their goalie. Yeah. And Red Sign Donato, which I kind of like. Wait, they said Donato, right? That's who they got? Uh, Vitrano. Oh, Vitrano. Vitrano. Donato yeah. was on like the uh, Kraken. Yeah. Ah, yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. So that's Anaheim, I, I we all kind of agree. On to Seattle, who made like a different a team and the not a different team. They made some additions to their team, but I still look at their salary cap or their cap friendly. Their salary cap it has Grubauer, it has Dreiger, and it had mm-hmm. Martin Jones. They're paying three different goalies at least two million dollars for a total of eleven point four million, and not one of them I would feel confident starting against any NHL team. Those three goalies mm-hmm. aren't good. Nope. So I disagree. They're well below Anaheim. Who do you think is the good goalie? Grubauer. That's your guy. Yeah, Grubauer. Brady? Yeah. I, mean, I think Grubauer had a strong track back. record. He's making six I, well, million. He fucking better if you're Seattle. Yeah, but I think that's a guy who had a strong track record up to last year. Okay, like he was on a bad se- team last year too. That's a guy who, you know, <sighs> goalies are voodoo. Mm-hmm. Um, Grubauer, Dreiger, those two guys, like Dreiger, I'm not as sure just because it was such a short sample size. But at the end of the year, he's only got this the next year on the contract, so who cares? But between him and Grubauer, yeah, I'm, I'm confident that one of those two guys can figure it out next season. I like their defense. I like Jamie Alexiak. I like Vince Dunn. I like Adam Larson and Justin Schultz. Like, I don't hate that as your top four. No, that's um, pretty good, eh? I don't yeah, like I'll put that as a top 20, top 20 defense. It's not a bottom 10, bottom 12 defense in the league. I don't hate... What, what's bad about the contracts? Jamie Alexiak is a bit much there, 4.6, but like... I just don't like the top, term. The term on Larson... I don't love the term on Larson. The term on Larson and Alexiak is yeah. a lot, and no they have to on. re-sign Dunn after this year. Larson's got three years left, and Alexiak's got four. Those aren't killer term. Four years is quite a bit for Alexiak, in my opinion. For top four defensemen, though, like what the heck, Braden? You're saying okay to term for almost? Well, a I don't know. I go, what is happening, de- Stewart? Are you hearing this? My mind's blown. Braden is the <laughs> I hate term guy. I know, but like I don't. Know, I don't think four years at for it's diff- different with defensemen compared to wingers, right? Like to me, okay, PK Jimmy Alexiak retired at 33. This guy's dead. gonna too. Well, okay. Well, that's the thing, right? So we got. Two more years at four point six. Where okay, I'm I'm confident saying Alexa mm-hmm. is going to be a top four defenseman for two more years. Year three, four point six might still be a top four, might start side, and then you're in the last year. So like okay, and then yeah. you write like Larson, same thing. Like he'll be a top four defenseman for this year, next, and the year after, maybe he starts sliding to like a five six, but then <laughs> the contract's done. Mm-hmm. So the, the the important thing with defenseman, and I think it's overlooked a lot with all of it, is that. It is, yeah, it's a locked in decor, so that is definitely nice. I just think that this team went on a bit of a spree the last two summers, and they're kind of capped out. I like no so plan. Besides, like internal growth with you know Shane Wright and Beniers, two very talented players, and they're going to have significant growth into that opportunity that they'll be given. Their forward group has term, it has age, and it has a lot of money attached to it. 
and yeah. it's not like big money it's like five millions like killers, That's five, killers. they have yeah. five, you five, have, five 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 seven guys half. making over four and a half mil Seven on, forwards. on the forward, yeah, seven, yeah, seven forwards. forwards. Like that's a lot, and none of those guys are like that good. They're all middle six guys. That's a good point. But okay, is Jordan Eberle a middle six guy? To me, that's a top six guy. I, Jordan uh, Eberle is a second line. Middle, he's a middle, middle six. six. I don't know. I think okay. he's a Shaden Schwartz. I guess he's not a first liner, but like that's still a second line player. Burkowski, okay. se- well, great second liner. Burkowski, I'll give you that. Liner. Yeah, Bjork- Andy Gord, Bjorkstrand, great second though? liner. Bjorkstrand, Yuri McKay, hey, second liner. Bjorkstrand Humber, has more goals liner. in his last three seasons than Patrick Lyonet does. Patrick Lyonet, not a first liner. Uh, Bjorkstrand. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I love Bjorkstrand. That was a great right, trade like, for them. That's a great trade. And that's what I mean. Like, Andy Gord, like, still a really good player. Jared McCann, really good player. And, you know, Braden, you said it quickly there. It's it's no plan. I love the Bjorkstrand strand trade but the previous moves moves that they made before that is indicative of no plan and now they're kind of you know Your like, what are they gonna do? Their lap. that wasn't a let's yeah. figure out something really smart that was columbus calling them going hey we have no cop space and we need to get rid of a guy making four or something do you want him okay like top that, that's what right that there. was right that's, there you go yeah, cool, thanks. he's the he's he's the best player don't I forget think. they've also got probably uh, best Cole. player right now don't forget about Cole Lynn. Um, but no, like I, I, I expect a lot out of Shane Wright and Matty Beniers. Um, if you do, Braden, can I ask you this? Shane Wright plus two thousand to win the Calder Trophy. Mm. That feels no. kind of juicy. Like they have one, two, three. They have eleven players ahead of him in the odds. I don't think he'll. I, I don't think he has a shot. Eleven at rookies above him, though. Really? It, I thought it was Shane Wright. Prospects are tough right now, especially with Shane Wright, because those guys lost so much time due to the pandemic and their development. Shane Wright, to me, a successful season for him. Looks like some power play time, power play two, some penalty kill, 45 points. That's my expectation for Shane Wright. Matty Beneers is number three. Matty Beneers is nasty. He was point per game, or Mm. just under a point per game last year, right? I don't expect him to play at, like, I think it was a 72-point pace. I think Beneers were looking more at 50 to 60 points, but... Okay, you get 45 points for Shane Wright. Let's say you get 55 from Manny Beneers. You know you're going to get 50-ish from Jared McCann. Like, you got a lot of guys that should hit 50 on that team. Yeah, I mean, when we go through those forwards there, and we went through them, there's a lot of wingers. And Beneers and Wright are both centermen. So they could have an opportunity to play, like, legit minutes this year. Yeah, them. it's it's those two, Alex Weinberg center, Yanny Gord at center, and... Uh, McCann's a fine center. McCann right. is, but McCann can play wing. I think that's kind of where he's more comfortable. And same as the young guys coming in, like a lot mm-hmm. of teams will play young guys on the wing when they first come in, which I think is kind of a mistake, but it's always an option. I think they'll go Wenberg at first line center, Matty Beneers at second, Shane Wright. Really? Third. Wenberg I, first? I, I, well, I think they'll start Wenberg there just to eat the minutes so that Beneers doesn't get crunched by top line. Yeah, you don't minutes want the in opposition. Rookie but, playing first line. I think he'll take over first line into the season at some point. So the Kraken finished with 60 points last year. You guys won't believe this. Their point total this year is 82. Yeah. That's, that's, what I, I that's think a big be, jump. 22 points extra. Like, I think Vegas they'll be in the fight for a while. Be yeah. I, get, I think they'll be with 82 points. They'll won't be eliminated until five games to go. Probably. I expect them to be just outside the wild card race. So you take over 82. 
Because yeah, outside like the wild card is around 90 points, probably. I'm going to say they hit 86. 86. So they had like a Winnipeg Jets-esque season. Yeah. I could see it. So the Loose Change podcast agrees on the over points for Calgary at 102 and Seattle at 82. We like those in the Pacific Division. I like those bets. Long term bets. Agree on the Canucks? Yeah. I think oh, and the Canucks, Canucks too, right? is 92. That's right. We're all smashing that. I wish you could parlay. You can't, but smash all three of those and get back to us in seven months. Congratulate the win. I any more points on the Pacific Division, guys? Only thing I was going to ask: Do we want to get into the trades and the retirement news that happened uh, and signings that happened? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some pretty big news today. All right, Pacific Division over NHL news segment beginning. McKinnon's the highest paid player in the NHL. 12.6 million for eight years. Yeah. Is he still underpaid? That's what I've yep. been people seeing on Twitter saying on Twitter. Really? Yeah, he's still well, people are saying that. Dude, yeah. using advanced like advanced stats, Dom's Lucian's model. Um, we'll show you what like the market value is for a guy. Like, you know, because his model is how many wins you're worth and then yeah. how much each win is worth. So I think his model had, for what, how many wins Nathan McKinnon is worth using his model, I think he's worth $14 million or something like that, 14.6, something like that. Right. $16 million this year and an average but no of $14 one, No million. one's going to get paid that much, yeah. 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 It's just based on true market value and what these guys so, are actually worth. Do you think he just told his agent, I want to be the highest paid player? And then that's why so. it was 100000 more than McDavid? That's correct. I do think that's that. so. That's so awesome. So is Matthews just going to come around and say the exact same thing next year? He's yes, going to yes. get twelve point seven. I but hope not. so. If he if we get Matthews for under thirteen million, that's a fucking steal. But I think I Matthews. Yeah. I think I Matthews is going to come in. Sorry, Tyler. I I, I think Matthews is going to come in and say I want the highest percentage of the cap I can possibly have. Or this, I think Matthews might go. You know what? Okay, I'll be twelve point seven million, but I'm not doing eight years. I'll do six years. Again, five years again. Like I could see Matthews doing that. So right. yeah, he's the highest paid player. Because every year, again. every year the highest paid contracts gonna go up. Except not really, because after Matthews, who do you see getting paid more than Matthews McKinnon? Like Elias Pettersson. Nope. Like <laughs> Pettersson could score sixty goals next year. He's not gonna get paid that much. He's gonna score seventy. Even if he does, <laughs> honestly, I don't think he would get paid that much. Ninety-five assists. Okay, now we're talking. <laughs> 165 points. <laughs> we're talking. Okay. 200 poundly minutes. <laughs> what do you guys think about the retirements, eh? Well, we'll start with Shara. Mm. What are the percent chances of him? Or no, no, that's not what I want to ask. Do you guys think he's a Hall of Famer? Make it simple. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is PK Subin a Hall of Famer? No. no, no. Thank you. Why did I get asked that four or five times today? I think it's less than a 5% chance. He would literally need to be 30 years good. As a shocked that was an argument. Yeah. If, Thank you. if PK was what PK was for his whole career, no, like, no doubt. It's just like he was great. Oh, man, One of the top five NHL defensemen for six, seven years. Right. Braden? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's his, it was his hip, right? It was it was the hip, right? That fucked him up or was it his back? I can't remember. He couldn't skate very fast anymore. Yeah, yeah. his skating got destroyed. And it's just like, it's such a shame because I was like one of the most fun players to watch and the best personality in the league. No it's doubt. honestly exciting, though, because now we're going to get to see more of him. NHL yep. is a terrible job of marketing their players. They do a better job of marketing their analysts. Mm-hmm. 
Literally, yeah. That's I guess so sad. So true. It is so sad, but so true. I'm a little scared. We'll see the NHL effect. It's like you see their marketing. It's just the cringiest fucking shit when they do marketing. It's like they just gonna have PK doing some cringy stuff though. As like their marketing. I hope not. I hope they just let him be him and like just do your shit. Like one of the best bits ever with PK. Like don't like the guy anymore. But Don Cherry, there. Go look up PK doing an impression of Don. It's fucking hilarious. Like. Just let PK I, be K, PK do I think stuff. they will. I mean, they've let Bieksa do be Bieksa, so I yeah. don't see why not, right? True. Well, those two on those. Oh, I really hope it is Sportsnet though. For him and Bieksa together, would be that would be. I would like awesome. to see him. My only concern would be like maybe ESPN ruining him. Yeah. Did you guys see? Um, this is an NFL thing, so Brain, you probably haven't seen this, but have you guys watched any of Peyton's places? The 30 yeah. episode. They're so funny. They're so funny. So get this. The ESPN has a deal with Subban for Subban to do his version of that. Oh, really? PK's places. So I'm pumped for that. Is that oh. the thing of okay. Manning where he was pissed off with the, uh, the with the Broncos in week one or whatever? Was that from that? No, broadcast? no, that's like that's something else. But like this is like a, a, a series that he like filmed yeah. and recorded. Manning just watches yeah. the game and telecasts now. But this is, yeah, I'm excited because, like, he'd have an episode of, like, Tom Brady, you know, he'd have, like, Peyton's favorite plays. So we'd have P.K. Subban having an interview with, like, Carey Price, or we'll have him talking about specific defensive start, like, something that's, like, a bit more engaging. And with P.K., I think he's going to be a better broadcaster than he was ever a player. And he'll get in the Hockey Hall of Fame as a broadcaster before a player. I think huh, okay. of, I could see that. Yeah, I think they should get rid of Ron McLean and replace him with PK Zuban. I do think that something similar to that is going to happen. Ron's done sooner rather than later. I think David Amber honestly probably takes over from Ron. I've had the yeah. I've had the guess. I have no done. qualms with David Amber. I think he's a great host. I like him. I uh, I like all. Oh, what's his name? Haranjit Singh. Is that his name? The guy that does the Punjabi broadcast and he went viral yeah, for that. But he's a great he's talker. Good. I really mm-hmm. like him on the bra. I really like him on the booth. Very smooth talker. Never trips up either. Like the guy is really good. Not like me. I fucking eat my tongue when I talk. I sound so bad. Yeah, you have a whole podcast proving it. I know. I uh, <laughs> I was going to say, it's kind of funny. The PK and the, the Chara retirements on the same day. Like, oh, the rest just have to make sure it's always even. If Chara's going off the ice, somebody <laughs> else is going with them. It can't just be Chara. Tweet um, Braden. Thank you. Um, what about Yandel? Yeah. Same day. Come on, leaving them out. Oh, wait, no, I, I, retired. I, I didn't even know that. Yeah. What? I don't want to speak ill. I totally missed retiring. that. Zero percent chance of the hall for that guy. But dude, I'm one of the most overrated players ever. The guy was like elite for four years, and then was just a third pair power play guy who everyone just loved because, like, I don't Pretty know. I'm gonna guess. Defense. Terrible defense. Like that was the guy who you had to play on your third pair and just give power play minutes. I think that people like him so much because of his barstool appearances with Sonk on checklists and that shit, which like, yeah, the guy's a good personality, but he's a great teammate. That's a, that's a part of it for sure. Yeah. Why like he's he's broke... been not scratched, you know, during that Iron Man streak. People love yeah. him. He, yeah, well, he got that Iron Man streak because people liked him, not because he was good enough to stand the right. that long. But to Stuart's point, he is a great offensive defenseman, but he was so bad in the defensive zone, Braden, that, no one wants to build a team where they have their third line defenseman having to pay power play and we can't play him any other time. Like it's Tony D'Angelo, right? Same kind of thing. We're like, yeah, he's great offensively, but he gives so much back defensively that it's not worth it. Exactly. When he was in Arizona, those couple of years in Arizona, like remember when him and OEL were in Arizona together and like they were lighting up as young guys, like 
They were good, man. They are really good players, but I, I'll believe you. I didn't watch Arizona games, surprisingly. That <laughs> happens. <laughs> but like I remember when Yandel was better than OEL on that team. Insane as that. But yeah, no, good for them. Like great careers. Um McKinnon signing. I think there was another signing today, too. One moment. Oh, somebody just signed like a second ago. Breaking you guys news? talk. Yeah, you guys talk. I'll, I'll, I'll get the signing. Well, I guess what the what the other big news being Couturier potentially done for the season. I oh, mean, the Flyers are going to be bad. And anyways. Ryan Ellis. And Ryan Ellis. Like Ryan the Flyers were going to be bad anyways, but like now they're going to be even worse, which yeah. I think is impressive. Yeah, and I have a Philly fan who listens to the podcast. Shout out, Matt. He texts me almost every day because he's an Eagles fan as well, saying go birds and fuck the flyers. Like he is out on this season already. That Couturier news literally put him to sleep. He's not ready for it. This is going to be a tough season for them, but I'll tell you what, they're going to come hot out of camp because Torts has got them fired up. Cam Atkinson said he sent an email to the whole team saying you better be in Philly September 1st or else. Like, I love that. Let's go. I love Torts. <laughs> I love Torts, man. They're going to be fucking jacked coming out of camp. Do they have I any younger? Oh, I'm the prospect guy. I should know. Do they have any young guys on the team coming up this year or now? I don't think so. Philly? Who? We'll get yeah, into the yeah, Metro yeah, Division um, next week. Yeah. Right? I know. I'm just going to say, like, I want to see some young guy just fucking Cutter. Hit. That's I his name, right? Cutter Goche. Yeah. I want to see Cutter oh, Goche. Yeah, Cutter. Uh, on, like, the final day of training camp where they're like, is he going to make the team or not? Like, what's going to happen? I just want to see him, like, nail a Michigan and then just, like, spit on Taurus just to see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so funny brandon i really hope that does happen i want to see i want to see one of his players just hit the michigan get scratched the next game so, so i gotta play for three weeks gets traded so before we hop into brain's love corner i just want to get into a personal note for me um i just discovered my girlfriend's tinder profile and i'm fucking angry about her lies man she says that she's fun to be around. Can you believe this? <laughs> All right, Brayden. Brayden's love quarter okay. time. <laughs> What's going yeah. on, buddy? Are, are you are you single? Are you having a good time? Or I guess I don't want to get into the details or anything, but I'm just setting you up. How I'm having a great time. Going? I am now exclusive with the lady who we've been detailing throughout the past couple of weeks. Not dating, Woo! but exclusive. I'm happy. What I don't get, I'll be honest, I don't really understand the difference between exclusive and dating. Mm. And a lot of people go, oh, it's a difference. I don't understand the difference. I pretend to know the difference. I don't know the difference. I'm with you there. Thank you. Uh, Wait, yeah. Okay. What is the difference? Uh, It's like dating implies that you could be dating more people, I think. Exclusive is just like the one well, no difference of like i'm only dating this one person well not even that like she's not my girlfriend like we're not like exclusively a, or like we're not a couple but it's like we're not talking to anyone else so no, exactly like, so that's what exclusive i'm with is. you so i don't get the yeah exclusive is just you know talking to anyone but i guess you're not officially a couple yet um right. i guess it's basically kind of, i'm allowed to be mad if i see a girl pop up on brain's phone yeah, I guess it's a warm-up period to test things out before you make it official in a relationship. I guess that's the easiest way to, to make it to think of it. A trial run, as it were. Um, okay. I don't know if that's what the best definition is for it. But uh, yeah, that's where we're at right now. So I uh, won't be able to share as many details as I have in times prior. 
out of respect for uh, the privacy of those involved here. That being <laughs> said, I try, like I said the other week, I track freaks. So I'm sure I also have stories. Uh, the freaks love me, but we're going to have to adjust here. So start sending in questions to us. We'll answer your your love advice, just life oh, advice. Oh, I love this, Brady. I would love this to turn into a love advice segment because now that you know all about it, um, we can just give out advice to those I've that don't. I've walked through the valley of despair, of hopelessness, and oh boy, have I looked down in that deep pit and thought, I should jump. <laughs> I've come onto this pod going... You know what? This is it. This time I'm really going to do it. And by God, I persevered through it. <laughs> so if you're what looking champion. at that pit, thinking, this is tight. This is it. Mm. This time I'm really going to do it. I mean, if Braden, if Braden can get a girl to date him exclusively, then there's still hope for anyone. There's still hope for you. You've heard what a mess I am listening to this podcast. There's no way you're sitting here listening, going, oh, yeah, that makes sense that Braden got somebody. <laughs> You're thinking, what's wrong with this girl? What does she see in this guy? I don't know. She says I'm sweet and that I'm really nice. That's what she sees in me. Wow. You're playing her a fool. Yeah. Brandon, you're a nice guy. No, I'm just kidding. We all know that Brain's a nice guy. Yeah, I don't know. I just like hanging out, you know, like chilling hanging out like that's just, that's just what i do baby um but yeah i uh, just don't want to be a father yet um true but you know so far so this good. is an anti-baby podcast this is a pro-abortion podcast if you don't have an abortion yet you should go get one just to, <laughs> just, to, just, to, just to show how pro-abortion you really are <laughs> have i told you guys my my abortion thoughts or no okay okay i'm pro i'm pro abortion i think that in light especially with the disgusting overturn of roe v wade like canada we need to set precedent to show how pro abortion we are so i think we actually need to force people to have abortions who haven't had one um just to really even out the scales i think that's making a strong stance if that's what you're going for I don't know if it sends the right message, but I think your heart's in a good place. Mm. Yeah, I just really like abortion. <laughs> All right, well, can we end it on something more light? Okay, when? Okay, how about that? why did the you know bus- what you'll be light? You know what you'll be lighter after? What? An abortion. 